Hi, this is Mo Oster. I am the Senior Vice President for MISNI, and I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany. MISNI's top priority continues to be supporting our physician members in responding to the coronavirus epidemic. MISNI has been in contact with state and federal agencies continuously, and is coordinating with other physician organizations on a whole host of issues, including to ensure that commercial health insurers, Medicare, and Medicaid are all covering telemedicine by physicians using the most basic smartphone technology like FaceTime, or even through a simple telephone call with your patient. We have also made sure our physicians have the information they will need to seek to avail themselves of the $350 billion Small Business Forgivable Loan Program that was enacted in last week's federal stimulus bill, for which applications can begin today. You can go to the website sba.gov and click on Small Business COVID-19 Resources. There is also information available on MISNI's website, www.misni.org, and we've also included this information in our daily COVID-19 updates that we've been sending out every day in the late afternoon. MISNI put out a number of public statements this week, including continuing to press to ensure that physicians in hospital and office-based settings have the protective equipment they need to properly treat patients and to protect themselves and their families. This week, MISNI also organized a webinar for physicians featuring Dr. Craig Katz discussing the psychosocial dimension of infectious disease outbreaks. If you did not participate in the program Wednesday morning, a recording is available at MISNI's CME website, www.cme.misni.org. We are also successful in advocating together with other physician and hospital associations in enacting qualified liability protection for physicians, hospitals, and other healthcare personnel, not only for treating coronavirus patients during the state of emergency, but also for decisions to delay patient care as a result of responding to the epidemic. As we face this unprecedented medical situation across New York State, these liability protections are absolutely essential. These important protections were contained within the extraordinarily difficult state budget for the 2021 fiscal year that just enacted last night that sought to close what could be upwards of a $15 billion state budget deficit. The budget consideration process was, of course, very different than previous years due to the managing of the coronavirus pandemic. While your MISNI staff continues to go through the thousands of pages of budget bills, some of the top-line highlights include continuation of the excess medical malpractice insurance program for another year and rejecting the proposal from the governor's Medicaid redesign team that would have imposed a 50% cost share on the physician insureds, which could have resulted in thousands of dollars in new costs on the nearly 17,000 physicians who received coverage through this program. The legislature also rejected the very problematic budget proposal that would have severely curtailed important due process rights for physicians when a complaint has been filed against them to OPMC. There was a two-year extension of the existing Physician Pharmacist Collaborative Drug Therapy Program and a rejection of a proposal that would have greatly expanded the powers of pharmacists in carrying out these protocols and which would have permitted nurse practitioners enter into these protocols. There was also a prohibition on the sale of flavored e-cigarettes and flavored vaping products, which was an important public health priority for MISNI and many other groups. There were targeted health insurance reforms, including creation of an administrative simplification workgroup, a required reporting to DFS by health insurers of their claim denial statistics, and a hastening of the time frame for the, pay, for the payment of claims when an insurer has requested more information from the doctor and that information has been provided. There was an expansion of New York's surprise bill law 
to include coverage for inpatient services that follow an emergency room visit, which will permit an out-of-network physician to bring these claims to the independent dispute resolution process if they get an assignment of benefits from the patient. There were also several notable prescription drug initiatives, including giving the New York State Department of Financial Services the power to investigate when a prescription drug price has gone up over 50% in less than a year, a limiting of patient insulin copayments to no more than $100 for a 30-day supply, and carving the Medicaid prescription drug benefit back into management by New York State instead of by Medicaid managed care companies. So hopefully this will provide some administrative simplification by having one preferred drug list rather than multiple preferred drug lists. There was also, importantly, a continued funding of MISNI's Committee for Physicians' Health at its historical level. A significant note, and what we have to watch for, is a provision that will give the governor significant discretion to adjust Medicaid payments across the board throughout the fiscal year based upon the significant variability of revenue coming into New York State. At the beginning of the year, the governor implemented an across-the-board 1% Medicaid cut, and the MRT2 recommended an across-the-board cut of 1.875%. This provision has the potential to bring about significant Medicaid cuts to the entire healthcare system, including physicians, throughout the fiscal year based upon how quickly New York's economy can recover. Misney thanks the countless physicians for their grassroots advocacy over the last few months on these key issues, as well as the great partnership with county medical society leaders and specialty society leaders in advocating for the many successful outcomes in the state budget, particularly during this extraordinarily difficult time. We will follow up with a more in-depth report on the litany of health provisions in the state budget that can impact physicians and their patients. We will continue to fight for you in the long days and weeks ahead to ensure physicians have what they need to be able to continue to provide the care their patients need. Again, thank you for everything that you are doing.